Love Talk Radio. It's time for the kickoff. Behind everything that is great, there is a great mind, a mastermind. Get ready for the fantasy football mastermind edge. The definitive fantasy football information and advice show. Your host, fantasy football mastermind, Michael Nazareth, has several decades of fantasy football experience. His website, ffmastermind.com, offers comprehensive fantasy football information, including a preseason drafting strategy guide and weekly in-season fantasy football newsletters. The Fantasy Football Mastermind Edge offers fantasy football picks to click and play. The latest NFL news and much, much more. Each week during the fantasy football season. Remember, there's no bragging rights for finishing second. You lose! Good day, sir! Here's your host of the Fantasy Football Mastermind Edge, Michael Nazareth. Welcome to the show, everybody. This is our season finale. I hope everybody had a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to you guys. My name's Michael Nazareth, and I'm host of the Fantasy Football Mastermind Edge podcast. Fantasy Football Mastermind can be found online at ffmastermind.com. And with me once again, my very good friend and excellent co-host, Chris Rito. How are you doing tonight, Chris? Very well, sir. Thank you. I hope everyone also survived the terribly cold weather throughout most of the country and snow in some places. Uh, hopefully every uh, this, uh, this podcast finds you safe and healthy and happy and warm and you have power and all that good stuff. <laughs> yep. We've got a lot to talk about, and uh, I was just prepping the show here, had to step out for about an hour, came back and see that Derek Carr has been benched for the rest of the season by the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. Jarrett Stidham is going to make his first career start this week and play next week. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of stunned. I, I saw that possibly that this might happen and all, but to actually hear, hear it, uh, I want to get your thoughts, Chris. Uh, what's your first thoughts on this fantasy impact for Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, and the rest of the game there for the Raiders? Yeah, my first thought is I don't get it, quite frankly. I mean, for all the problems the Raiders have had this year, Derek Carr did not seem to be the biggest one by any stretch, and uh, this is the team that seems to be a little bit rudderless at times, and the last thing you want to do is get rid of a veteran quarterback who's seen as a leader in his locker room. I, I really don't get it. Um, I don't know if this is desperation by by Josh McDaniels trying to save his job, going with a guy he's familiar with from New England, uh, but I, it's clearly that has to have a negative impact on on Devontae Adams, who's already been struggling, and you know, obviously that great connection he had with Carr from his college days is no longer going to be there. I think after Josh Jacobs had spoken up and had kind of basically vented his frustration about how he didn't understand what was going on here this week. And now this happens. This is going to make him even more angry and disillusioned. Now is an angry Josh Jacobs, a better runner, a better play for fantasy, or is it, or is he just going to basically say bag it and walk and, and be done with it. And they're going to look at all possibilities. I, I don't know what to do with this right now. Quite honestly, my gut feeling is to kind of steer clear of, of the Raiders. If you can at all possibly avoid it this week. I mean, they're playing the 49ers anyway, so I think you're generally downgrading all of their players, but this has got to be a real kick in the, in the underbelly for, for anyone that was banking on Raiders players uh, and if, if they made it to their fantasy bowl, even without the 49ers being on the schedule. And we're involved in that directly because we were fortunate enough to make the Fanatics <laughs> finals this week, and 
Uh, we're counting on Darren Waller. I'm not sure if we're going to start him now this week. Our other options, uh, Adam Thielen, a couple other players to consider and all. And we're already uh, kind of worried about Derek Henry. We're going to talk to him about him here shortly. But I'm like you. I, I, the only thing I can think of is that I remember uh, seeing online that, there, that there's a window of period of time for the Raiders to get rid of Derek Carr without any further cap issues. And if that happens – then uh, what's going to happen is right after the season, they want to make sure he's healthy before any kind of guaranteed uh, money kicks into his, uh, the remaining rest of his contract. And we might have seen the last of Derek Carr in a Raiders uniform, uh, but there's plenty of uh, other teams uh, right where you live there, the Colts, that would probably be, uh, be happy to snap him up and, and sign him because uh, there's a dearth of good quarterback talent around the league right now. And but for, for Darren Waller and, and Devontae Adams, Mac Hollins, and Hunter Renfro and all, massive downgrade, uh, you know, the, the rankings I'm doing for this week for the site, I'm going to have to be adjusting them all the way down, uh, you know, uh, waiting uh, for the injury reports to come out. But, but yeah, it's, it, it, this is reeks of desperation, reeks of, uh, I, you know, if they had somebody decent behind them, but Jared Stim's never not unproven completely. And this could be just a, a, a terrible game, uh, you know, for the Raiders this week. And Josh Jacobs is, like you say, a free agent. Uh, they could franchise him, but it's going to cost them ne- next next year. Otherwise, I think he's gone. I don't think there's any way he, he resigns with them, uh, you know, unless they throw the moon at him and all. And, and even in that case, uh, you know, he, he might say, hey, who's your quarterback? He uh, might not want to sign with them until they, find, they know where a quarterback is. He's probably going to be gone. Well, let's get to other quarterback situations around the league. Uh, the, the one that comes to mind, of course, is, is Tua Tungo Bailoa, that's how they say it around here. So uh, he's got a concussion, He's uh, and he's uh, expected to sit this week. Teddy Bridgewater is going to start. Fantasy impact Chris Rito for the Dolphins and Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle there with uh, two out. Uh, I don't think this has much impact, quite honestly. Bridgewater is probably the best backup quarterback in the league. He's, he's very solid. He's a veteran. And the only thing that I think this impacts is maybe – the New England Patriots defense for fantasy. They've been one of the best all year. They've even put up good scores against decent, you know, offenses. But Teddy Bridgewater does not turn the ball over, and, he, and he'll throw, throw it away rather than take a sack. So Bridgewater is a smart, accurate, short yardage player. So I think he's going to use a lot of those short passes, get it in the hands of Waddle and Hill, get it out of his hands, let them do their thing. I think there's going to be a lot more yaks than usual and even maybe a lower likelihood of there being sacks or turnovers because Bridgewater just doesn't do that. He also has some familiarity from a couple of years with Belichick of what the Patriots might want to do on defense, although they probably also know what his weaknesses are as well. I really don't think this affects the fantasy players for the Dolphins, and the only impact, like I said, maybe a slight step down if you are going to be banking on the Patriots' defense, in my opinion. Okay. Well, let's move on over to Washington, where they benched their quarterback, Taylor Heineke, and reinstated Carson Wentz after he broke that finger. He's going to start this week. Fantasy impact, Chris, for Carson Wentz and the, and the commanders. Uh, well, Carson Wentz was quarterback number six through five weeks when, when he got injured. He did not get benched. He got injured. And, uh, you know, Heineke came in. Uh, the team was one and four. They went in a six and one run, but it was not because of Heineke. Uh, they they were one and four. They were giving up 27 points a game, every game over 22. They went six and one. They were giving up only 15 points a game. So, again, this was the defense stepping up, not Heineke stepping up. They just didn't make a change when Wentz got healthy. Now they're 0-2 and 1 the last three games. Again, the defense giving up 26 points a game. I don't think this is a big deal. This, I think they really want Wentz. They've got to find out what they got in Wentz so they can see if they're going to continue to invest in him. They've traded a lot for him. Um, I, you know, when he came back in, everyone was worried about – 
Terry McLaurin wasn't getting the looks early in the season with Wentz. When he came back in, 16 dropbacks, only one target for Terry McLaurin against the 49ers last week. So I think the fantasy impact is that I think this definitely downgrades Terry McLaurin, um, regardless of the opponent. Probably a big step up for Dotson, who we're going to talk about later. And, and also, kind of sneakily, Curtis Samuel, who was amongst the league leaders in targets and PPR points per game in those first four weeks with, with Carson Wentz as well. I think this is going to help the offense. This is why they traded for Wentz in the offseason. They had Taylor Heineke. They thought Wentz was a step up and would help their offense, and I think this will help their offense uh, for the next couple of weeks, as long as you're not Terry McLaurin. Yo, by the way, I, I, I agree with you there. Carson. I think that also if Carson Wentz does get them into the playoffs and win these games and, and maybe wins a playoff game or two, then I think he has solidified his, his himself then as their starter, at least for the present, going into 2023. Uh, on the other hand, if he flops and they, uh, they have to bring in Heineke again and they don't make the playoffs and such, then everything's off the table. And here it is, another quarter, another team that has issues at quarterback that might be eyeing Derek Carr in the offseason. Uh, let's get right to the big question of the week. Everyone wants to know if Derrick Henry is going to be playing. We're wanting to know ourselves. Uh, he sat uh, on Monday, was listed with a hip injury. Actually, didn't practice his estimation. He did return to a limited practice on Tuesday, kind of holding out some hope there. Uh, they asked him, uh, the, the media did, after practice, Derek, are you going to play this week? He goes, well, well we're going to do what's best for the team. And, uh, and I was like, you sound like a coach. So I think he doesn't know what, he, what he's going to happen. Or if he does, he was told to keep the mouth shut. Uh, this is middle of day Wednesday. Uh, I haven't checked to see if he's practiced yet today or, or to see if he's been ruled out. We'll know in a few hours here if he's, if he's going to play or whatnot. And also, if he does play, he might be limited. So, Chris, what's your opinion here? If you've got Derrick Henry, are you open and playing, praying that he, he plays or, or starts, or, or are you planning on other options and what those options might be? I think yes to all of the above. You're absolutely hoping and praying he plays. He's you know, obviously one of the top two or three fantasy backs in the league, regardless of opponent. So uh, I think Derrick Henry really wants to play. From everything I've seen of him before, he's always, you know, towed the company line, but he always basically is, he sounds like a warrior. I want to be out there. I want to give it my best. I don't care. He's played through injuries before, and he's been just fine. But he may not – the coaches may not let him. So I think when you heard a coach's, coach speak coming out of his mouth, that's probably because the coaches are – are maybe the ones making this decision. So you definitely have to have a backup plan in place. And if you have to get one from the Titans, um, you know, Hassan Haskins seems to be the guy that's most likely to step in. He actually caught some passes in, in partial time duty uh, when, when Henry was in the lineup. And he's probably the one that he's, he's had all the ones, the only one that took snaps aside from, you know, in the last couple of weeks, aside from, you know, Henry at running back is Julius Chestnut a couple of weeks ago, got some run, um, I don't really know what to make of that. I think if you're going to go with Haskins or Chestnut, you got to bank on Haskins being slightly more capable of, of being a feature back, so to speak, uh, even with a tough matchup. So that's the guy on the Titans. Hopefully you've got somebody else on your bench that you can stick in. Thankfully it's a Thursday game, so you'll know right away, and then you can plan for all the weekend games with whoever the substitute might be if you don't have um, a guy to stick in on Thursday night. Yeah, usually uh, Adam Schefter at ESPN give him credit. Of course, he you know, breaks all the news. If Henry starts, uh, hopefully we'll hear something about whether he's going to see a full load or a limited load or whatnot like that. But I agree with you there. Hassan Haskins is the guy. Uh, Julius Chestnut was returning kicks last week in the game, and I think he's going to play the backup on Haskins if he play. Everyone asking, where's Dontrell Hillard? He's on IR. He's out for the year. He's not going to play. Uh, so there are other options, possibly uh, a Royce Freeman. Uh, who, who's starting uh, and sharing uh, uh, carries with Dare Ogobawale in Houston, 
Uh, Rex Birkenhead, who, who carried the load for Houston last year at this time, uh, has been relegated to third down duties, catch a couple passes there and there. Not exactly good good options there to consider. Uh, maybe uh, Joshua Kelly, uh, seeing uh, saw nine carries on Monday night, uh, is kind of a, a, a backup, uh, kind of share time a little bit with Austin Eckler. Uh, you know, we'll see. They're playing the Rams. It's kind of a tough matchup. The, the, the Rams defense is playing well right now. But uh, there's, you just scan your waiver wire and make sure that you have somebody that you can plug in in case Henry is declared as inactive or we get word that he's just going to start and play one series and all because you don't want to end up starting somebody getting a zero or close to a zero in your fantasy bowl. Speaking of the fantasy bowl, it is fantasy bowl week for most uh, leagues out there. Just about everybody does not play in week 18 for their fantasy bowl. Or uh, even if you're not in a fantasy bowl situation, your total points, uh, this is either your last week or second to last week, uh, and it's uh, still an important week. So fantasy bowl uh, tips, uh, Chris, uh, any any words of wisdom for people playing for their championship this week? Yeah, I do. Uh, one more thing I want to add to the guys you just listed. I also think Zach Moss of the Colts is probably going to carry feature back potential uh, in a decent matchup go. against the Giants this week. So there's a guy you might want to get. Um, we talked a yep. lot about this last week, things you want to look for in your fantasy playoffs. You want to look at weather, especially for kickers and passing games. And, and, and you definitely, you know, you want to look at, you know, play your studs. When in doubt, play your studs. Don't bench uh, a healthy Austin Eckler, for example, for a, a, a bench player that just has a great matchup. Live and die with them, ride them. The only thing I would add to that as you get into week 17 and 18 is you have to look at motivation for the teams that are playing. You know, you mentioned they might hold out Derrick Henry this week because this game doesn't mean that much. It's the next week's game that matters. Um, if you've got teams that are locked into playoff spots, they could be benching their studs so that you, you might be looking at a half a game or less of, of a Justin Herbert if they're locked in or, uh, you know, some of these guys on the, on the Eagles maybe next week. So you have to look at what teams who, – who might be resting people – who might be looking toward the future and not playing their studs. You also have to look at who's really motivated. They need to win the game. You, know, you look at maybe a Tom Brady who's got a decent matchup but also has kind of in a must-win situation, and I wouldn't bet against Tom Brady in a playoff game. So you, you might want to think about maybe elevating those, those Tampa Bay passing game players. For example, motivation is a big deal. If you look at – you can see this reflected in the Vegas spread even where some of these teams that should be – games that should be blowouts are closer spreads because uh, the lesser team has way more motivation to play all their guys than, than, the, than the better team. So please take that into consideration. If you've got guys that are on the edge or if you're using that as a tiebreaker between two players, don't play the guy that's likely to sit or to, to sit most of the game and play the guys that have a lot to play for. Yep. I agree with that completely. Getting back to Henry, why is Henry going to sit this week? Because it doesn't matter if the Titans win or lose this week. They're tied with the Jaguars, and, and uh, the most they can do is lose, and the Jaguars win, and they fall one game back. But they play each other next week, and if the Titans win that game, they win the, the South and get make the playoffs. So the, the most important game is Week 18. They want to make sure Derrick Henry is healthy and playing in that game to hopefully get them into the playoffs. Meanwhile, on the other side, uh, Doug Peterson, head coach of uh, the Jaguars, he said, uh, hey, uh, you know, we're we're not going to rest anyone. We're, we're, we want to win, and we want motiva- mo- uh, get motivation. I mean, get uh, momentum uh, going into Week 18. So I think uh, if you got Trevor Lawrence and uh, Travis Etienne, of course, they are playing Houston, so they're going to run, run, run uh, all over Houston. But still, uh, guys like Christian Kirk and Zay Jones uh, and Emin Ingram, who really had good uh, past couple of weeks here, they're still good fancy plays. So uh, stick them in your lineup, and, and don't forget, uh, don't worry about them. They'll they'll be good to go, and they're going to play this week. Um, 
Also, uh, we want to uh, remind everybody that we're still uh, updating our uh, fourth one injury report on a daily basis for premium subscribers. That's the whole entire list of all the injuries. One injury note, Christian Watson left the game last week uh, for the Packers with a hip injury. He's listed as day-to-day, so monitor him to see how he practices this week is whether he plays this week. And a complete list of, of course, I said at, uh, at our website for the fourth one injury report, part of our subscriber, uh, premium subscriber uh, uh, newsletter. It's nine ninety-five for the final uh couple of weeks of newsletters as well as our fantasy playoff rankings report so we do rank all the players at the different positions for the playoffs the nfl playoffs in january and into the super bowl in in the february there we do one massive list uh in terms of all the positions and such so if you're doing a playoff challenge and we do urge everyone to check out uh myffpc.com they've got a great playoff challenge there it's only 250 to join and you can win possibly uh, $500,000 uh, and it's a real great place to play. And of course we also want to thank our uh, sponsor for the entire season of the Fantasy Football Mastermind Edge podcast, FanDuel. Uh, so uh, anyway, you want to make sure you tackle millions in prizes all football season long in FanDuel Fantasy Contests. If you're new to fantasy, there's no better time to get in on the action because right now new customers get a single frame uh, game uh, entry free when you sign up for FanDuel. Single game contests are a great way to get in on the action for the week's biggest matchups with huge cash prizes up for grabs. Just draft your five-player lineup and put your best ball, best player in the MVP position where fantasy points are multiplied by one and a half. Plus, on FanDuel, you can also play full slate contests featuring multiple games, season-long best ball contests, and so much more. And when you win, you get paid fast, and I can pledge to that because I've won and been paid very fast. So uh, kick off your football season, if it's, even if it's just for this uh, final week or two of the NFL season, with a free single game entry. Just download the FanDuel Fantasy app and sign up with the promo code MASTERMIND. That's M-A-S-T-E-R-M-I-N-D. That's promo code MASTERMIND. M-A-S-T-E-R-M-I-N-D. And get your free single game entry. And we'll be right back after this important message. You know you want to dominate your fantasy football league. Manage your teams with assistance from the definitive fantasy football information service, Fantasy Football Mastermind. Found on the web at ffmastermind.com. There's plenty of free stuff, and the premium content will consistently give your teams the best chance to go all the way. Co-founder and CEO Michael Nazarek has several decades of experience, including winning four consecutive SI.com Experts League Championships, along with tens of thousands of dollars playing in the Fantasy Football Players Championship. Go to ffmastermind.com and check out their volumes of fantasy football content updated daily, which give you the edge you need to legitimately claim championship. Championship! Redrafter, Dynasty, Keeper, Auction, Salary Cap, IDP. They cover them all with the best content available anywhere. Go to ffmastermind.com. The longer you wait, the more great information you'll be missing. Okay, everyone, check out our website, ffmastermind.com. And, of course, uh, check out our flagship feature, NFL Quick Bits. Uh, once the season ends, all of our injury bits, and we do cover all the injuries, go free on our Quick Bits page. So you definitely want to bookmark that. 
uh, for to for the uh, fantasy uh, for the uh, NFL playoffs if you're playing in a playoffs challenge. And of course, we're still producing free Eye in the Sky scanner reports, including those that cover the Colts. <laughs> very, very interesting reports from Chris Rito here <laughs> on the developments of the Colts. You want to check it out? Come to the site; it's absolutely free. And of course, follow me on Twitter at FF Mastermind. Let's get right to the picks and click for Fantasy Bowl week. Uh, these are guys you want to consider get starting uh, this week or sitting for certain reasons, injury or whatnot. Uh, give me a couple quarterbacks you like this week, uh, Chris, and why. Uh, well, Dak Prescott's about as much a no-brainer as you can have in your fantasy finals. He's hot. He's even outscored the white-hot Joe Burrow the last two weekends. Thrown multiple touchdowns, seven of his eight games since returning from injury, three touchdowns in three of his last four. The Titans, meanwhile, have allowed the most yards and the second-most touchdowns all season and have a decent run defense, so there's going to be balls in the air this weekend. Um, the matchup and the forecast is so positive, we're actually considering starting Prescott over Joe Burrow in our FanX final this weekend. So that sh- shows you how how strongly we like Prescott. And I like Aaron Rodgers. It's hard not to like A.A. Rod at home against one of the most generous passing defenses in the NFL. Um, The Packers have won 10 straight home games after Thanksgiving with Rodgers at the helm. That's amazing. And Rodgers is averaging three touchdowns a game in those 10 games. He's also averaging two and a half touchdowns per game against Minnesota at home over his long career, with half of those games having three or more touchdowns. The Vikings have allowed six of the last seven quarterbacks to top 24 fantasy points with only Matt Ryan going under with that terrible Colts offense. So it's a solid, even without Christian Watson this week, I really like A-Rod. Yeah, you're exactly right. In fact, I'm uh, looking at the first cut of the rankings that we're going to release later on uh, tonight for our subscribers. And um, I think I've got uh, Burrow and and Prescott right next to each other. (laughs) So, it's going to be an interesting one. If I'm pulling it up right now on my list here, uh, yeah, it's just taking a little bit of time to come up here. And, yep, right next to each other. Okay, uh, a couple quarterbacks I like this week. Uh, these guys are maybe eh, going to start, maybe not, or maybe need to. Brock Purdy, uh, San Francisco, great streaming option against the Raiders. The, the team's in total disrespair, uh, the, uh, you know, uh, having all kinds of problems. It really is the defense that's been the issue with the Raiders. They've blown leads in the second half. Uh, I think they're like 0-5 in, in games this year that they've bled at halftime. So uh, Brock's going to get the job done. He didn't, he's not flashy and he's not going to put up huge numbers. But if you uh, have a, an issue with a quarterback uh, that's injured or whatnot, like maybe uh, Hurts uh, and he doesn't play and you don't have Minshew, then uh, Brock, you could do a lot worse than Brock. Purdy. Uh, Jared Goff, uh, Bears secondary is far from good. Uh, I think Goff's going to throw up a couple of touchdowns at least in this game, and so if you need him, start him. Uh, you know, it's another good option to have. And of course, uh, on my flicks before we even did this, I had Derek Carr. <laughs> Forget it against the 49ers. Jared Stidham, Derek Carr, doesn't matter whoever's starting against the 49ers, you Stidham. It's not worth it. And Russell Wilson, uh, well, the implosion finally came where even the, the, the offensive linemen and the, and, the, and the running back were, were arguing with each other on the bench and and they got blown out allowed 50 some odd points out of the defense didn't even have a sack last week uh they just hackett lost the entire team he was fired of course uh, russell wilson uh, don't 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 start him in your in your bowl this week how about you chris a couple quarterbacks you're not crazy about and why yeah i love jared goff too i'm actually starting him in one final over this guy geno smith uh the waiver wire ad led a lot of teams to the playoffs but you probably want to play the other guy you actually drafted higher this week Geno struggled the last two weeks, only 220 yards per game, one touchdown in each, despite season highs in attempts in those two games. And he may be without two of his top three receivers again this week. The Jets are a solid pass defense. They've held six of their last seven opponents under 20 points. More importantly, their pass defense has limited 
eight of the last 11 opposing quarterbacks under 16 fantasy points. 10 out of 11, if not for two one-yard rushing touchdowns by mobile quarterbacks that they also limited in the rest of their game. So Geno's really doesn't – I don't have a lot of hope this week. And then Carson Wentz. Um, like I said before, he was quarterback six when he got hurt, second in the league in yards and third in touchdowns. You might be tempted to pop him back in when there's a must-win game and weather is not going to be an obstacle. But there's two big caveats. One, he did not have Brian Robinson in those first four games. He did not have a running game, so they were throwing the ball all over the place. But more importantly, the Browns have become one of the stingiest pass defenses in the NFL. They've only allowed 185 yards per game and six total touchdown passes in their last six games. And they played Josh Allen, Brady, and Joe Burrow in that stretch. So this is going to be a ground fest for both teams, I believe, and I think points are going to be at a premium. Yeah, I agree with you. I definitely have um, golf ahead of uh, way ahead of Geno Smith this week in the rankings. So uh, how about a couple of running backs you like this week and why? Speaking of Brian Robinson, I do like him this week. He had an inefficient week against the top-ranked San Francisco defense. This is a good week to fire him back up against the team on the other end of the spectrum. Uh, He's dominating the backfield touches and now gets a team that, frankly, couldn't stop Nazarek for rushing for 100 yards. Um, They've allowed 30 (laughs) or more touches, 300 or more yards, 30 more touches, 300 more yards, and three more touchdowns than the teams in second place in each of those categories. Robinson's a near lock for 20 to 25 touches, well over 100 yards, and that elusive touchdown or two. Uh, for him. And then I like Cam Akers. I mean, over the last four weeks, he's the running back five in PPR, despite only catching seven passes. He scored six touchdowns. He's averaging over five yards every time he touches the ball. The Chargers are also allowing five and a half yards per carry, second worst in the NFL. And they look pretty feeble, frankly, against Zach Moss in Monday Night Football. He just didn't get enough carries. Um, Neither team has much of anything to play for. Both are at home. So I give the edge to a team playing with a little more fire recently. And I say Akers will stay hot enough to warrant RB2 usage. Don't expect another 35-point game, but I think he's going to be very solid, I would bet. Yeah, I agree totally, RB2. Uh, by the way, if Nazarek gets on the field, it's going to be Burm, uh, Boomer Berman moment, rumbling, bumbling, stumbling. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here, here's a couple of uh, running backs on, like uh, Bam Knight. Uh, the Jets, uh, provided he's uh, completely healthy there, makes it through the week of, of practicing. The Seahawks' run defense just terrible. Uh, you know, uh, Josh Jacobs ran all over them. Uh, Bam Knight's not Josh Jacobs, but he is good enough to put up a good game if you need him. And, of course, uh, Jamal Williams hasn't done much for Detroit lately, but I think uh, playing the Bears, uh, that run defense is very beatable. They get around the goal line. It's going to be Jamal Williams. I think he's going to score this week. So if you need him, start him. A couple guys I'm concerned about, uh, well, the aforementioned Josh Jacobs, uh, caution play against the 49ers. You know what the 49ers are going to do now. They're going to stack the box to stop Josh Jacobs and make Jarrett Stidham beat him, and it's not going to happen. It could get ugly in this game. You're probably going to start him and just hope and pray somehow he gets some kind of score or whatnot. But remember last week, about 50 yards rushing, one catch. Uh, you know, I can see that again with Josh Jacobs, so be careful there. My other one is Zeke Elliott. Now, this is uh, assuming that uh, that uh, Tony Pollard plays in this game. He he didn't practice the first two days this week. It's Thursday night. We'll see if he practices and plays this week. Uh, but he's the guy that's going to be out in space. The run defense for the Titans is the one good thing they can do is stop so Zeke's going to be uh, plugged up there he's going to struggle to run against them and so be careful there uh maybe give him a little bit more value if uh Pollard doesn't play in this game we'll see what happens there anyway how about you Chris a couple of running backs you're not crazy about and why Uh, I don't like J.K. Dobbins Uh, his recent solid numbers were a little deceptive due to his very uneasy timeshare with Gus Edwards Gus the bus has been eating into his snaps and high value touches and Dobbins had a couple of good weeks, but he had a long run in each of those weeks that boosted his stats. Edwards isn't going anywhere, and the possible return of Lamar Jackson would only eat further into his touch share, especially on the goal line. 
His opponent this week is the tough Steelers, who have been an iron vice recently, clamping down on running backs, allowed the third fewest yards and only a couple of touchdowns in recent weeks. They've held some powerful run games to about 50 or 60% of the normal game total. So I don't like J.K. Dobbins in your playoffs this week. And then my caution play is Miles Sanders. Um, he's losing a lot of snaps and touches to Kenneth Gainwell the last two weeks, about 40% of the snaps to Gainwell, maybe due to his two critical fumbles. I don't know. In any case, the team, I think, will look to be cutting back snaps for key players down the stretch. Surely won't risk too much against a weaker opponent that has a physical run defense. He's also not catching passes or scoring recently. These are two things the Saints also stopped fairly well for running backs. And he struggled in the last two weeks with only 13 total PPR points, four of his last seven games under seven PPR points, he has half of his points in three games this year, and has averaged under nine points per game in the remaining 12. So that's an 80% chance of a bust that I don't want to have in my fantasy playoffs. Okay, how about a couple of wide receivers you like and why? Uh, despite what I don't like about the Washington pass game, I do love Jahan Dotson this week. Um, uh, Cleveland has not allowed much, but what they do allow is to the secondary and, and third wide receivers primarily while shutting down the number one. And then over the last four weeks, Dotson has actually been a, number, a, a wide receiver one in PPR, scoring in each game and averaging almost 19 points per game. And again, remember back in those first four weeks when Wentz was zeroing in on Dotson and ignoring McLaurin. He averaged 13 points per game and scored four times in four weeks. He's a solid and sneaky wide receiver three with big touchdown upside for your team. And then I'm going to go on a limb here, Deontay Johnson. Very rarely in NFL history has a wide receiver had 100 targets or 60 catches for the season without a touchdown. Johnson has already had 130 targets and 82 receptions, but he's picked up his pace recently, three of his top four yardage totals in the last three weeks, despite a quarterback carousel. He's a high floor wide receiver three in PPR, and he has big upside if he can ever score. So here's my, my kind of gutsy call. Only four teams have allowed four fewer wide receiver touchdowns in Baltimore, but I think DJ finds Paydirt this week to go with a solid PPR total. He's a wide receiver two. For what it's worth, he had his best career game last year in the Ravens game, eight catches for a buck five and two scores. Yeah, I think uh, 80, I saw something on Twitter. They mentioned that, yeah, 82 catches without a score. Uh, that night might have already been a record so far. We'll we'll see on that. But um, but yeah, I've got good good vibes there coming there to, uh, for for me too. Anyway, a couple of wide receivers I like this week. Brandon Ayuk. Uh, I think he's playing the Raiders. It doesn't look like Steve Samuel's going to play, so I think Ayuk's going to going to score. And then another one that people have been struggling with, and we own in this guy too, Mike Evans. Uh, well, I, you know, he, he didn't do much last week, uh, hasn't done much over the last month, hasn't scored since week four, but they played the Panthers back in week seven, and he had put up a nine for 96 stat line, so I think that he can abuse the cornerback there and uh, have a solid game for uh, for anyone. So don't be thinking about sitting Mike Evans this week. This might be the game actually where he does score uh, and at least puts up a good uh, PPR stat line. A couple guys I'm concerned about, I already mentioned this, uh, caution play, Devontae Adams, we already talked about it, 49ers going to limit him, and of course with Stidham throwing, who knows if he's going to catch a couple passes or not. Uh, and then the, uh, the other guy I'm thinking uh, this week, uh, Traylon Burks, because of Malik Willis is the quarterback there. They're playing the Cowboys. Uh, Malik's just very, very inaccurate with his passing. Uh, you know, fantasy value has just been killed for Traylon Burks with uh, Tannehill out, and it looks like Willis is going to start this week, so you sit Burks. How about you, Chris, a couple of wide receivers you're not crazy about and why? Uh, I'm not crazy about Christian Kirk. Uh, he's fading after his hot start. Teams have adjusted. Lawrence has rediscovered his downfield weapons. Despite bottom five pass defenses in four of the last five weeks since the bye and a resurgent passing attack overall, Kirk actually has three single-digit PPR games and 11 points per game without a touchdown. He's water receiver 40 since their bye week. 
He's only averaging eight PPR points per game in his last three divisional games also and had one catch for 11 yards on three targets against these Texans just a few months ago. I think there's another low-volume passing game expected, as most teams do, do against Houston. So I think he has a low ceiling this week in all formats. And I, Garrett Wilson, I, I like him a little bit more because Mike White's back under center this week. But it's really hard to get excited about a Jet receiver, even this electric guy having a great season. He's only been wide receiver 40 over the last three weeks, despite some favorable matchups. And this week, you get the Seattle pass defense that's been amongst the least forgiving in the NFL, especially recently. They've only allowed six receiver receptions per game over the last three weeks. Um, Seattle's not allowed a wide receiver to get 15 standard points all season, and only two of them have had 15 PPR points since week seven. So this could be a tough week with a very low ceiling for Garrett Wilson, even with the return to Mike White. Okay, how about a couple of tight ends you like and why? I like Greg Dolchich. Uh, this should be a high-volume Denver passing game this week. They're probably going to trail early and often. And even with their struggles, they should have success against Kansas City. You know, three weeks ago, they threw a lot and lost in Judy's three-touchdown game was that Dolchich had just as many targets in that game with eight. I think Judy actually had nine that game. Um, Dolchich has eight targets in the last three games Russell Wilson is quarterback and is the most targeted Bronco in the games by far, a 28% share. He just scored his first touchdown in a while last week as well, so uh, he's on a bit of an uptick in usage. I think Kansas City's given up the third most tight end touchdowns as well, so there's a good chance for another score and some upside. And then I do like Tyler Higby this week. I mean, I was dead wrong flicking him last week, I'll admit it. He clearly has settled in as Baker Mayfield's favorite target. Not a lot of other options, really. And despite a nine-week <laughs> lull in midseason, he, he's still tight end six in PPR after a couple of good weeks. Chargers are middle of the pack in points allowed, but are on the high end in tight end yards allowed. They're particularly susceptible to the downfield type of tight end. Um, I think you saw Indianapolis challenge the Chargers last week with much lesser tight ends repeatedly downfield on Monday Night Football. And I think Mayfield and Higby are much better than what the Colts threw up there. I think he's a solid play this week. Okay. Uh, a couple of tight ends I like this week. A Colt Kmet for Chicago. Uh, just about all the wide receivers are hurting, uh, and, of course, they're playing the Lions, so I think that Kmet's going to score. Eh, maybe he can even score two two times if uh, unless uh, David Montgomery and Khalil Herbert run with them, and or Justin Fields runs in himself. But uh, I like Cole Kmet this week. And Dalton Schultz, he faces the Titans defense that's given up the most yardage to tight ends in all of 2022. So uh, you're probably, if you've got Schultz, you're, gonna, you're going to uh, start him anyway. But it's plug and play. He's good to go, and he will produce this week. A couple of guys I'm concerned about, Austin Hooper and the other tight end, uh, Chiz, what's his name, <laughs> for, uh, for Tennessee. The Cowboys have given up one tight end touchdown in 2022, Malik Willis. That's all i got to say. It just kills all the values of all the receivers for the Titans there. And Juwan Johnson uh, had a three or four really good weeks last week in the cold, only had one catch. Uh, uh, well, you know, the Eagles played the tight end really well, so it's kind of a caution play on Juwan Johnson. If you have a better matchup, I take it. Uh, how about you, Chris, uh, a couple of tight ends you're not crazy about and why? Uh, two guys that have made recent comebacks, and they're unfortunately my choices in one of my championship games. Uh, one is Darren Waller. Like we mentioned earlier, the 49ers are a tough matchup for any offensive player. Tight ends amongst the most challenging to score fantasy points against them. They've only allowed three tight end touchdowns all year, one since week six, the fourth fewest PPR points per game. Um, yeah, and with a change of quarterback, you, I, just, I just think you, you've got to have a better option than Darren Waller right now. Uh, and then Dallas Goddard is my caution play of the week. Even though I really liked his usage in his first game back, this week he just has a tough matchup in the Saints who have allowed the fewest tight end points, yards, and receptions all season, and only one tight end to sneak into double-digit PPR points all year. 
Um, Goddard also has faced the Saints three times in his four seasons already, and he's only averaging three catches for 35 yards against them. You're probably still starting him, and I'm going to start him over Darren Waller, but his ceiling might be lower than you might like in the playoffs. Yeah. That's uh, I was going to say. You got to start Goddard over Waller this week, especially with the quarterback change. Anyway, what about one-hit wonders, kicker and defense? Let me have them. Uh, I like Dicker the kicker. Uh, you know the Rams have allowed a ton of <laughs> field goal attempts and, and PATs, and Dicker's only missed one kick all year. He's kicking indoors in LA uh, in in December or January. And then I like Matt Prater. He's also indoors against the Falcon team that's allowed multiple field goal attempts seven of their last eight games and a questionable uh, red zone offense with the change at quarterback. A couple of defenses I like. I like the Giants at home against Indianapolis. The last four weeks, they're a top-12 defense and number two in sacks, and it's the Colts on the road, so got to play them. And then I like Cleveland going into Washington. Um, Cleveland scored the most fantasy D points in the last four weeks, kind of quietly, and the wheels have come off the Heineke Express. They're switching to Wentz uh, over the, uh, in the last three games, so Washington's been turning the ball over, giving up some sacks, which Wentz is also prone to. So I do like the Browns to be a decent fantasy defense, even if they don't keep the score down this week. Okay, well, uh, we've reached the conclusion of our 15th podcast season of FF Mastermind and the 27th uh, season of Fantasy Football Mastermind Online. Uh, Chris, I want to thank you for being my co-host, my very good friend, and, uh, of course, uh, fantasy writer and, and of course, co-owner in FanX. Uh, it's been many, many years, many decades. I can't believe this. We've been doing this for so long. Uh, there's nothing like playing fantasy football, and I couldn't uh, pick a, a better friend to uh, enjoy the experience with. I want to thank you. Uh, we want to thank all of our listeners out there and everybody, all the subscribers, all the patrons of the site. Uh, very much appreciate uh, all the, uh, the attention and, and, of course, the, uh, the visits that you've come to our website. And if you've got any comments or you want to hear anything uh, different or uh, add anything or have any suggestions at either FF Mastermind or our podcast, you can email me direct at MikeN at FFMastermind.com. I always welcome uh, new suggestions and new ideas and everything. And even constructive criticisms. Nobody's perfect. We're always trying to do the best we can. Anyway, we want to, I want to thank everyone for joining us. For Chris Rito, this is Michael Nazarek. One last time in 2022. We'll see you all next year. Good night and good luck to everyone still playing this week. We wish you the best of luck in your fantasy bowl and hope you win it all and bring it on home. Football! Football? You know, a physical sport. You've been listening to the Fantasy Football Mastermind Edge with your host, Michael Nazareth, the definitive fantasy football information and advice show. Join us next time. Until then, remember, there's no bragging rights for finishing second. Good day, sir!